0: hey family thanks for tuning in to the still searching podcast this is josh chugio with episode number two just want to uh, just a little introduction here to make sure you guys uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast it is now available obviously it's hosted by anchor.fm uh, but it's also on apple podcast it's on spotify it's on google podcast so wherever you get your podcasts. make sure you f- look for still searching and subscribe it's going to be more episodes coming soon i have a couple recorded but i'm kind of sitting on them they're a little bit more of heavier topics and Talking about depression, suicide, and just different things like that. I know a lot of people are going through um, some hard times during the holidays, and and I see you. I know a lot of you are going through it. Trust me, I really do understand. Um, but those will be coming soon. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. We need to talk about it. Um, I'm learning that people are fragile, and people are going through their stuff. But um, you know, we're here. We're here to listen, we're here to talk about it, and, and hopefully get some healing. So, make sure you guys subscribe. Today we have a very special guest, my good friend Clemente de la Torre, is going to talk about his rise and fall in the real estate game, um, a little bit of his story, his background. He's an incredible human being, full of energy, full of life. Um, we sat down in the uh, in the trap house today, in the Matrix, and uh, we knocked it out on the spur of the moment come through and let's get it recorded. So, hope you guys enjoy this interview with uh, Clemente De La Torre. All right, here we are. We're back in the turtle Trap House. Actually, it's the Matrix Turtle Trap House. You can see the Matrix poster behind you. The
1: Matrix Turtle. I like that. I like
0: my that. my daughter and her boyfriend we uh, did our first episode, and uh, they they just called it the Turtle Trap House. So here we are. All right. I don't I have no idea what that means.
1: Uh, maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Am I am I getting a little bit of that or no?
0: A little bit of that, all right, all right. and then you know you kind of have the trap house vibe to it. Um, so. Yeah, so here we are. I have a very special guest in the building, in the back. And uh, I met this guy uh, probably a, a year ago. Maybe a little more, yeah. Maybe a little bit more, yeah, about a year and a half ago um, through the Business Networking Alliance. And um, he's a good guy. Immediately just connected with him. And uh, I got special guest Clemente de la Torre in the back all give right it up. all give right up, all right up, <laughs> <it up. laughs> thank that's, you brother thank that's you where, that's where you'll hear the the claps on the podcast and post-production <laughs> <laughs>
1: no thank you so much uh for having me and uh josh really when i when i saw that you were doing this uh immediately my heart said you know how can i help how can we how can we spread an awesome message out there and that's really i reached out to you and i said hey Let's get together. Yeah, Let, let's have a conversation. Absolutely, and were, see and see how many people's uh, lives we can impact.
0: Absolutely, you were one of the first people to reach out. Like, hey, let's. I want to get on there. I want to get on there. I got <laughs> something to say, and I was like, let's do it. I was like, let's do it right now. And you're like, oh, it's a little late. I need to do it. Earlier in the day. I think
1: it was like 11, 1130 at night. You were like,
0: come, come down come, right now. Come through. Let's do it. I'm set up to just go. You know, I can even take this portable, uh, take this on a, on, a,
1: you know, wherever we need to go to make it happen. I so, think I'm going to take you up on that one next time. But today I jammed you up and you said, when do you have time to do this? I said, right now. And I said, I said come through. <laughs> I said, let's go.
0: And he pulled up. So today's the the 17th on my Instagram story. I got a video of you pulling up. literally literally pulling up (laughs) so um you're one of like my really good friends like I just like to talk to you because you have so much life just coming out of you and um you're like a a shot of energy and, and power and and um just a great a great friend and a great uh output just your energy is just always Good to be around.
1: Well, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah. And, and and same to you. I feel like uh, uh, you're someone that's uh, super easy to relate with. And I feel like I can open up to you. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way. So yeah. uh, uh, a lot of success is coming your way, brother. I, I feel it in awesome. my heart. That's funny you say that because, um, you, you know, all
0: throughout the years, you know, like just uh, just dealing with people and just being around people for so long and just wanting to be authentic and just be a good friend. Um, I feel like even with me and my wife, like years people would always just come to us like with their craziest problems, you know? And it's like, what the heck? Why are you coming to, you know, to us? Or why would you come here? (laughs) But we've always just opened the door, let them in, let them share their story and just listen. And I don't know, I guess it's, I guess it's just part of the, I don't know, part of our our calling or destiny where we're just, and, and it's crazy, too, because we could be in, like, in our own, like, worst pit, you know? Mm-hmm. And somebody would reach out, like, man, I need help. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so do I. That's, but, yeah, I'll listen. <laughs> that's,
1: that, that's special, brother. I think uh, now, uh, especially with uh, the iPhones and technology, not to say that, there's, uh, that it's all bad, but I think that so many people nowadays kind of get sucked into their own whatever fulfills them throughout throughout watching videos or or doing this that we kind of lose that personal touch with one another mm. uh and to me that's super important when somebody uh is not only willing to share but someone that's willing to listen as well cuz a lot of times you'll be ha- I don't know if uh you've ever gone to a restaurant or something (laughs) and two people sitting right there uh, (laughs) and they're on their phone. I'm like, what's the point of that? Like you could do that at home. Like what, you know, a relationship, I think we have to relate with one another. We have to be able to listen to one another and have compassion. I I feel like we're going away from that. So hopefully we can, uh, we can help bring that back a little bit. It's funny. (laughs) It's
0: funny because all the things that are designed to keep us together and connected, or what's actually doing the complete opposite? Complete opposite, right?
1: And, and we're seeing it with our kids too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I got, I got four little ones at home that we got to set time limits on it, you know. And it's super addicted. I'll catch myself too, you mm-hmm. know, and we'll justify it by saying it's work, mm-hmm. or we'll justify it by saying I'm decompressing, yeah. right? Uh, but at the end of the day, no. What's important is the people that you're with, the people that God put in in our lives, right? right. Especially our kids. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of us, you know, we don't we don't know how to be parents, right? There's no, there's no, there's no uh, manual out there that right. says, "Hey, here." This well, actually, there is. <laughs> <laughs> there have been books written yeah, yeah, about yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that. It's funny when <laughs> those guys that write those books don't even have kids. Probably, probably. <laughs> uh, well, the good book—I I, I was uh, referring to that one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, amen. Uh, but, uh, but anyhow, you, you know, I, I feel like uh, you know, a couple years back, I was really the guy that was talking at my kids instead of with my kids, mm. right? Being that that dis- dis- disciplinarian, mm-hmm. right, versus the law, the yeah. love, the father, yeah. right? What God teaches us to, teaches us to be. So, anyhow.
0: So, um, Clemente, who are you? Let's, let's tell me about yourself. Let's what, what's your story? What are some of the things that shaped you into the person you are today? Maybe some experiences, or you know, anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no of course. So, um, so uh, I'm just a kid from Pacoima. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Valens, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all
0: time, by the what way. Love Bamba. <laughs> so, you, so you were Richie or Bob? <laughs>
1: I was Richie. I'm still Richie, baby. I I, I can relate
0: to the Bob, too, though,
1: man. Bob doesn't get any love. Bob was a gangster.
0: Bob was crazy. Yeah, Bob
1: was crazy, but then he kind of mellowed out a little bit. But uh, uh, remember the time you and I went uh, on that karaoke thing? I don't think I made that. No. No, Oh, man. I wasn't there. Well, one of my hits is La Bamba. (laughs) Bamba. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but anyhow... uh, Getting back to, uh, to to my youth, um, so I am a, a, an immigrant, you know, born in uh, Mexicali, Mexico, crazy hot over there, yeah. 120, 125 degrees, summertime. Is
0: that by Calexico?
1: Yeah, 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 so it's a border town, and uh, originally, my family's from Guadalajara, mm. so on, on, the, on the trip to the United States, some of them got sent back, mm. landed in Mexicali, uh, and and that's, migrated there and that's, yeah, where, yeah. that's how you That's how that, that That's how uh, uh, My story got started And uh, You know It was it was rough out there I mean You know We didn't my, my parents tell me We didn't have You know Food on our table You know And And with 125 degree weather You know My dad said You know I'm I'm gonna go to L.A. You yeah. know And Try to figure out A better life for us Yeah So, um, I arrived here in, um, the San Fernando Valley when I was like five and brother, can I tell you that when I arrived, it was rough Mm. early, early mid eighties in Pacoima yeah, in the projects. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) And then the nineties, you know, uh, but the it, height of gang banging in the nineties, right? It was almost cool. It yeah. was almost popular, right? To be that, that troublemaker, to be, to be that kid. And, uh, fortunately for me, brother, I was, uh, I'm blessed to have, a uh, super strong, uh, uh, parents, uh, specifically my mother, my mother, she, uh, she's all love. And she, uh, she made sure that I stayed away from the drugs, from the violence, mm. from the gangs. And I, I actually got introduced to uh, the LAPD Explorer program mm. uh, by by a good buddy of mine. And, and so we did that. And that that helped me stay focused. Uh, got into uh, boxing gym as well. Nice. Uh, and- <laughs> so Clemente has hands still. You know what? So you can throw them hands if you need to. <laughs> I think the reflexes are gone already. Uh, I actually uh, just recently started going back to the gym. 818 Boxing. My boy Edgar over here has a really nice program. Uh, But uh, I I put my son back in there, and he's like, Dad, why don't you get in shape? Why don't you come out here? I said, all right. Man, brother, Hmm. I am out of shape. (laughs) 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 To get in the ring for three minutes, I'm huffing and puffing. And not only that, I just figured out that I might have some sort of arthritis or something. Yeah, in my too head. Much <laughs> <laughs> but uh but anyhow, uh, uh, something something pretty uh, pretty interesting. Uh, growing up, believe it or not, I had a speech impediment. Mm. Uh, my my, my, my name name is click click, 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 click literally mm-hmm. like that. You couldn't get two words out of me without me going into that. And even now, I catch myself. I don't know if, if, It'll uh, slip yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, years of therapy. Wow. Uh, years of breathing techniques. So you actually
0: went to therapy for oh, yeah. stuttering. Because oh, yeah. I used to stutter too when I was a kid. Wow. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Really bad when I was uh, probably up until about eight, maybe. Eight, nine years old. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think I was like 12. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't have any
1: therapy. It yeah. just
0: kind of like, I guess it just went away. I don't know. So what the therapist taught me
1: is you got to think about what you're going to say before you say it, huh. right? Uh, and then a lot of breathing techniques, right? Because that's... That.
0: Rehearse the word in your mm-hmm. head and then mm-hmm. just breathe through it and yes, sir. just say it yes sir
1: and now look at us talk <laughs> we <we're> on a <laughs> podcast now now that we're talking life. so wow. uh, uh amen to that god is great uh oh. okay so um so growing up in, in in the hood right you have good examples you have uh uh bad examples more bad examples than not right mm-hmm. your your role models are like you mentioned the the gang bangers and the drug dealers and all that stuff and and i think getting involved with with uh, with the lapd explorer program helped gain some of that respect right that i think uh, kids crave yeah. especially in that environment where um, you have all these all these influencers trying to push you in the wrong wrong or pull you in the wrong direction uh i feel that when they saw that i had a different vision, a a different goal for my life, right, which was to protect and serve and and try to live a righteous life. Mm -hmm. I feel like they respected that, so they they uh, they didn't mess with me too much so they didn't
0: they didn't call you a, a punk or a pig
1: <laughs> no <laughs> I, you know what i i think initially but then when i got into boxing all that changed oh, real okay. quick it <laughs> <laughs> so
0: could be it could it could have the opposite like, oh man look at this dude but <laughs> well, that's good yeah that's yeah, really good yeah. that they actually had more like like you say a little more respect like all right cool let him do his thing
1: yeah yeah and, and you know what i i i think similar to you Josh i've always been very, um, very outgoing, very inviting. You know, I, I love people. I love, I love listening to their stories. So I think that you know, all those gifts that God gives us, you know, uh, protect us and shield us from the enemy, or from, or from you know, people that are trying to pull us hmm. in that other direction. So I'm super grateful, super grateful yeah. for, for, for everything that. That that God gave me to kind of fend off the attacks, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're you're really
0: because uh, th- this podcast, and I think we talked about it in the beginning. I'm like, hey, this isn't like a Christian podcast, but I'm open to everything. I want to talk to everybody. Huh. Um, obviously, I'm a Christian. I'm you know I'm a believer, but um, this podcast isn't necessarily branded a Christian podcast. Sure. But your faith and the the words you're using, and just like it's coming out of you. So tell me a little bit about like your faith or how did you come to faith or what happened or what led, what led to that and that experience? That's a big
1: question. (laughs) I I don't know if we're ready for that one just yet. But, (laughs) but uh, you know, like I said, growing up in that environment, uh, um, you know, there, it wasn't all good. Right. There was a lot of, there was a lot of, Drinking at, at an early age. Oh yeah, that we all do. Our
0: grand, our uncles and oh yeah, 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 we had Bud Lights in our hands when we were like ten years old.
1: Josh, literally, I mean, I've always been a big guy, right? Yeah. So, so I looked a little bit older, but I think I was like 13, 12 or thirteen. Yeah, and and I remember, you know, getting hammered. B- <laughs> Bacardi One Fifty One. Have you ever had that? Just just hammered hammered, completely gone wasted i i mean it luckily it made me never want to drink bacardi ever again yeah. so that that stayed with me uh
0: i'll never drink e and j brandy ever, okay ever, again. <laughs> <a hype>. <laughs> ever.
1: <laughs> uh you know so so there was there was a lot of uh what's what's the word for that um Sexual immorality. Whoa, there's a strong word. Okay. Right? Uh, Being promiscuous, right? Not necessarily uh, thinking about love. This is
0: as like a teenager? Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Got started early. So 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And it was was almost celebrated, Mm -hmm. right? Where where I think um, friends and family members... Are looking at you like, uh, like you're some sort of uh, celebrity or something because uh, you're yeah, da- cool you're dating all sorts of women and 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 all this other stuff. But you know, I think not having God in my God's always there, right? right. But not having God in my life allowed uh, allowed those things to to kind of take over my life at that time and that's really all i lived for i lived for you know the the weekend which started friday and saturday and then right. by the time i was 18 it was thursday friday saturday sunday <laughs> right <laughs> uh, and, and then, uh and then and then i went to uh, I, I graduated from san fernando uh high school go tigers class of 97 baby
0: technically it's Paco- it's pacquema high school I what? found that out because my daughter goes to Chavez. And, <laughs> really? Yeah, and they're in San Fernando, and the lines actually uh, are drawn to where it's technically in Pacoima. I okay. found that out last year. I didn't know that. I always thought it was San Fernando. I mean, it's called San Fernando. Right, right, yeah, right, right. But, yeah, I technically it's Pacoima.
1: Well, I mean, 20 years ago, I don't think we had... Uh,
0: Maybe the lines were different.
1: We, yeah, we didn't the, have Caesar Chavez. We didn't have right, pa- right, Panorama. Right. You know, we, yeah. yeah. I think San Fernando was like the high school for the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, there, there was Silmar, there was Kennedy, and then you know, yeah. San Fernando. Right. Uh, Legendary
0: uh, school, by the way. Shout,
1: shout out. To shout the out to the Tigers. Uh, 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 really known for our uh, res- to, wrestling to,
0: program. Okay, I used to pick up my wife there uh, when we would ditch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you went to uh, to a Christian school? No, oh no, I don't know. I went to. Uh, I got kicked out of a Christian school when <laughs> no. I was in pre K. Okay, L- okay. Uh, not not even exaggerating. I asked my mom. I punched a kid. I hated this school. I I mean, I knew it uh, at in preschool. I hated Christian school. It's so weird. I don't know why. I just didn't like it. Were uh, they
1: were they cracking you with the ruler?
0: Um. It, it wasn't that. Like, we had to wear uniforms. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know what was going on in my mind as I preschooled, just like five years old, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom tells me the story that I punched a kid and I hated it and I wanted to get out of there. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I went to Verdugo Hills High School, okay, Verdrugo, in okay. the early, late 90s, early 2000s. So, okay. all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, no, it was all bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think that's where all the the kids that got out of the, that got kicked out of la unified school yeah, District. yeah it's funny because all of my friends Verdugo, were, right? were bust
0: in yeah. from all over the place dudes from east la like all parts of la that valley kids we don't really go out to those places but i knew i kicked it with like the cholos the bangers the skaters and the smokers like i i don't know why or somehow i fit in with all Three or four of those different groups. <laughs> I can see that. I can see I mean, that. I did start smoking weed in in, in sixth grade, so I, <coughs> I was I was twelve. So how does
1: that happen? How do? You...
0: Um, I know exactly how it happened. I mean, we uh we were me and my buddy Eddie, mm-hmm. naming names here.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. Shout out to Big Eddie. But shout out to Eddie wherever <laughs> you are. If by
0: some crazy chance you listen to this, um, he was like my best friend in elementary school. I went to Osceola and Somar, And, um, you know, your normal kids, we, we just do kid stuff, boy stuff. We get into trouble. You know, we, we play basketball. We walk to his house. We'll walk to somebody, you know, some of the other friend's house. We'll, you know, ding-dong ditch or go to the girl's house we like and just kind of like, hey, I wonder if she's home. You know what I mean? Right, right. And we used to walk to his house and play basketball. And his brother was in high school at the time. He mm-hmm. went to San Fernando, of course. <laughs> His brother was in high school And he was smoking And we were there And he was like You guys want to try it? And we tried it And unfortunately for us We both liked it <laughs> Oh! Instant love it, it, Yeah, it was like <laughs> Oh man And I, it's it's legit We were like little Stoners Like in 6th grade You know, it's crazy wow. Like we would listen to Jimi Hendrix uh, And smoke weed uh, <laughs> and, and, At a young age But we still did all those other stuff that normal boys would do. Right. We just also smoked weed.
1: Now, it's uh, crazy. Now, uh um uh, I'm assuming that your parents had no idea what no, was going on. No. No.
0: And I, I grew up in church too, so that was that's a whole another world too. It's like um you know, it's 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 the pastor's kid. Yeah. Pastor, <laughs> yeah that's pastor's what I was kid, thinking. That's rebelling. what I was thinking right there. That, yeah. So yeah, 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 I mean, how we, is your boss by the way? My boss is great. This uh, we just did the Pacoima parade. Okay. On Saturday, uh, with uh, uh, Eddie. Uh, shout out to Eddie. Yeah, the yeah, Eddie President. G. Yep. Yep. Of the Pacoima Chamber, um, John Hernandez, yep. big organizer there. So State Farm.
1: Yep.
0: John Hernandez from State Farm. Um, so uh, we did the sound. We had three sound booths. So okay. my dad did the main one. I did one with my daughter and her boyfriend, and then uh, another couple of ladies in our uh, church did another booth. Um, so yeah, we were just on the mic, you know, announcing everybody and cracking jokes and <laughs> doing oh, that. But my dad's oh, doing oh, no. great. He's always he's always in the community doing something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a real inspiration. Yeah. Really, really, I, I've had I've had a few opportunities to have uh, personal conversations with uh, Pastor Rudy and just. Somebody that I really look up to. So uh we're going
0: to I'm so. going to have him on here. And um, I just really I, I know it's going to get emotional. Like my dad has always been that like everybody who you think he is like a lot of times we put pastors on pedestals or. No. no yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, or like we think like, oh, you know, he could do no wrong, which whatever it's it's it's. That's always that's not the case, right? There's Brother, there's people. only one person Absolutely. that's walked on the face Absolutely. of the earth Absolutely. that didn't do any wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but when it comes to him, like man, like my dad was always real. Like he he supported me when I was rebelling when I was at my lowest. It was nothing but love. And um Now did he and, know that you were smoking weed at such an early age? Not some way later. Okay. But no. But I mean, you know, as as you rebel and you get older you're you just you don't really care at at some points and you know what when i get him on here i'm gonna tell him about this story i was gonna save it but i'm just gonna share it now but one time i was out all night Mm -hmm. i was like maybe i don't know a teenager, 18 19 i was out all night saturday night and it was a sunday morning and i i didn't come home i came home when he's getting ready to leave to go to church (laughs) but you know what he didn't say he didn't he didn't uh where the hell were you or you know what i mean he didn't beat on me he didn't put me down or, or lecture me he just says you know are you okay you know are you all right and you just let me come in he didn't give me any like condemnation. and like it's he was always just that like the prodigal son the a lot of people think that story is about the kid mm-hmm. I, it's really about the father sure it's about the love of the father of yeah. of of running out and and Getting his son back. I'm
1: getting the chills. Yeah. Right and he just had two lost that. sons.
0: You know what I mean? One was just a tonto like a lot of us. Mm-hmm. The other one was just as bad. Yeah. You know, he just had the wrong attitude. Anyway, we're, it's, I'm not preaching here. No, no, no. It's all, good. it's all good. But yeah, no, my dad has always been um, that guy. You know what I mean? I've never seen him hit my mom. Never seen him raise his voice really at my mom. Mm-hmm. He got mad one time. <laughs> I remember one time where I did I don't know I don't even remember what I did. I was a kid and he just got he he got the phone book and he just threw it on the floor. <laughs>
1: that was what you knew uh-oh, yeah, uh-oh. Yeah, like, all right, all right. something's going down right. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah,
0: all right. Better better stop whatever I was doing. But no, man. I mean, I have I have I grew up with my dad because my mom was always working. Mm -hmm. My dad pioneered a church in San Francisco in the eighties. Right. So my dad was doing like the Lord's work. Like he was in the streets and I was always with him in the streets while my mom worked. Um, So, you know, I have a great relationship with my dad, you know, Um, even when I lost my faith and went through like a, you know, a faith transition or, or or a deconstruction um, it never was, we always would have just great conversations, you know,
1: about where we are or where I'm at or I'm headed. So, you know what, brother, um, without getting too much into other people's story, um, I see that a lot. I see that a lot from from either pastors or elders or people that are really entrenched in the word and 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 live uh, uh, the word. I see it where their kids rebel hmm. more often than not. Unfortunately, why is that? You know what? I have. <clears throat> it's
0: funny because when I put the word out that I am going to be doing this podcast, you know, where some of the people reached out to me and want to talk, tell their story mm. was other pastors' kids. Okay, and I I don't know what it is. I really don't. I mean, I mean, I have ideas, and I want to talk to them about them too, and and see if they're similar. But um, I think we, I think pastors' kids just kind of get tired of it, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, tired of other people. Um, Maybe seeing some of the like hypocrisy in the church and and with people. But then again, it's like a lot of times we just had the wrong idea. Like we think, oh, because we're in this faith, we're supposed to, you know, be a certain way. Flawless. Flawless without realizing that we're, you know, we're always going to make mistakes. Every day. Yeah. Every day. So that could be part of it. And just maybe people always just kind of looking at you, looking at your family, like under a microscope, Mm -hmm. Um, some pressure, I'm assuming. Yeah. But but part of it, too, is like bad theology, I think, of like sheltering. And like uh, because like part of my fear, I had to go to therapy. You talked about therapy for your speech. I was like I had fear, like legit, like anxiety Mm -hmm. as a kid. Um, because I thought, uh, my my parents were going to get like raptured Mm -hmm. or I was gonna get my head chopped off, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because of like the, the theology that we were taught in the eighties and just things that we were, um, uh, uh, you know, led to believe. So, um, I remember when I'll, I'll be in like elementary school. And like, I'll hear a plane pass by. That's it. And I'm like, oh my God, the, <laughs> the, the world is happening, yeah, baby. The, everything's going to end, and oh my parents are man. gone, and I'm, I'm, I'm here, and, and all this stuff. And I would go to the office, and I'd say, my stomach hurts. I go to the office and I I put a dime in the in the in the payphone and I call my dad because he he was always at home because he worked from home. Are you still here, Pop? And and, and he would answer, <laughs> he would answer, and I would just hang up. I just, That's <laughs> hilarious, bro. I just wanted That's to see funny. if he was still there. I'm like, wow, All right, it didn't happen. Wow. But um, so yeah, but no, when I I had to go to, to therapy for that because we moved from San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, to Los Angeles. How part old are you? Part, I was uh, eight or nine years old. Okay. So part of it was um. I had fear, too, like Los Angeles was just a bunch of gangs and it was. killers. It was. <laughs> you know, it really was. But I thought I was going to die. I thought we were going to get killed. Like, my family was going to get shot in a drive-by. Mm-hmm. Because in the news, in the Bay Area, when we talk about Los Angeles, this was, the, you know, just nothing but craziness. Yeah. So, yeah. I had that in my head that I was going to die. And then I had the other part where my parents going to get raptured and I'm going to get my head chopped off by the government. That's insane. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know but uh, uh, thank you so much for, for sharing that brother it's a completely different perspective uh, I think than 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 how I was uh, brought up and and like I said you know uh, my dad unfortunately he was uh, he was lost uh, with uh, drugs and in and out of prison but my mom was was super strong is super strong and uh, and, and she always showed me love she always mm-hmm. showed me compassion same thing I never got hit. And one time, one time, uh, uh, I didn't like what what she had cooked. She oh, had cooked man. something that was awful. Uh, and wait, wait, was it really
0: awful or just you thought it was awful? Or-
1: you know what? I legitimately, I legitimately think that, because uh, my mom's a great cook, I legitimately think that it had maybe gone bad, uh, okay. right? And we were super poor. So my mom... <laughs> Still to this day, yeah. she won't throw away food. Right? She's she's the type. You're gonna we, eat it. It's no, we, we yeah most. yeah. We go to a restaurant or something. She, she's bringing everything back. Right? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> and that's funny because my dad will not eat leftovers. To eh? <laughs> <laughs> so this day, like, I'm not mean that. Yeah yeah yeah. There's that. Uh, <laughs> find the find the humor in that one. Right? So uh so anyhow uh I was drenching my food with tapatio. Just like pouring it on, I pigs. was yeah, I was kind of making a statement like, I don't like this, I don't want to eat it, um, and I remember her giving me this look like, what are you doing, mm. you know? And I just kept on pouring the tapatio and I was still eating it like yuck, right? Pour some more tapatio. I remember she she screamed. At- See, my mother, even though she never hit me, she still. screamed. Sque- screamed mm. whenever she really wanted to make a statement, right? That was her her uh form of having authority, right? And I remember standing up and being like, this is my food and I'll put as much oh. hot sauce on it as I feel like oh, it, right? Heck no, yeah, yeah. Slap. <laughs> the first and last time I ever talked back to my mom was really? that day. And I remember Running out of the house, devastated, right? I, I think I was probably like 10 or 11. And uh, and then I didn't come back for like a couple hours. <laughs> Came back home, and sure enough, my mom was crying. Oh, wow. She apologized. She said uh, she would never hurt me, you know, yeah. and, and she didn't. you know, and, and, and I think that that's something that I've taken and shared with my kids now, mm. Right. Uh, I feel super blessed now that I'm able to communicate with my kids without having to scream or hit or intimidate. Uh, you know, so I think we all evolve, yeah. right? We all have all these all these uh, different different uh, things that happen to us growing up, and we have a decision to make. We can either allow whatever happened to us drag us down or keep us down or we can rise up and we can say, Hey, I'm going to be better than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like to share this, uh, with anybody that'll listen that us as human beings, we only have two ways that, that we learn. We either learn from a great example. This is how you're supposed to do things. Or a horrible example, for sure I'm not doing it that way. <laughs> and, I, and I'm super fortunate to have had both, Yeah. right, with my mom and my dad. I knew I didn't want to do that. And I knew that with my mom, I wanted to make sure that, uh, that I showed compa- – I mean, you talk about somebody that has uh, a ton of friends and just people that love her and people that listen to her. I mean – that's that's where I get that from. Is is yeah. from my mom. I have a little bit of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> she has a ton of that. I remember. Oh, you got a lot of it, so she must have a whole lot <laughs> yeah. of it. Oh right yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but 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 anyhow, uh, I I do want to share that God is so amazing that He was able to transform my dad hmm. into the man that he is now, and now. He's a perfect example of what a husband should be. I mean, this guy treats my mom like a queen, brother. I mean, cooks for her, cleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's diabetic, so she's on some special diets, right? Mm-hmm. So he, my my dad's almost a a, a master chef now. You mm-hmm. know, with all the different different recipes to make sure that my mom stays stays healthy. Pardon me. Uh, uh, so you know, I, I think that. Again goes back to are we gonna allow the negative the negative things that happen to us dictate the rest of our life? From that, and yeah. be, and become better people.
0: Awesome. So is that around the time that you came to to faith, or
1: no, 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 this no, is no. just later. No, mm-hmm. no. So I'm out wilding out. I'm yeah. I'm I'm out uh, living in the world, as uh as our as our Christian brotherhood uh, would say. So um, I come to uh, Mission College and. And I hook up with this guy, Ivan Lomeli. Big shout out to Big Ivan. Really, really good guy. Really. Uh, one of the people that God puts in your lives that kind of helps pull you in the right direction. Mm. Right. And he saw he saw a lot of talent. He, you know, he saw that I had gifts. And this this kid was a salesman. This this mm. kid. I mean, we were 18, 19 years old. I think he had like five trucks or vans. Or vans that were going out and delivering newspaper subscriptions door to door.
0: What's, what's that
1: <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Newspapers are gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. but back in the nineties yeah. kids, there yeah. was these things where we had paper and we would read. You read your <laughs> news. Right. Uh, anyhow, uh, without getting too deep into, into that cat story, uh, he ended up getting into real estate mm. early on and, uh, I think uh, he opened up his company when he was like 21 years old and we were, I mean, I'm talking about 01 one and we were all kids. Uh, at the time I was working Versace mm. Rodeo drive, Beverly Hills, baby.
0: Versace, Versace, Versace. All that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, that was a cool gig. You know, I had, uh, every six months they would give us three uniforms from head to toe, shoes, belt, shirts, ties, uh, and you got a 38 Gucci belt left over? Uh, not <laughs> Gucci, Versace, but at the time, homeboy, I think I was a 34. <laughs> uh, maybe my, definitely won't fit me now. But, uh, uh, but, but anyhow, uh, that, was, that was a cool experience. Uh, I got to meet a lot of celebrities. I got to see how the other side lived, right? Mm-hmm. I mean- you're talking about people that are paying two, three thousand dollars for a purse, right. you know, five thousand dollars for a dress. Right. Uh, um, so I was able to see that, and then uh, and then my buddy, I even said, "Hey, you should start selling real estate and mortgages with our, with our team, right?" And at the time, I think I was making maybe twenty five. 27 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. That's good money yeah. back then. Oh, yeah. 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 21 years old. Yeah. I, I, I had made it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I hated the drive that 405. Oh, man.
0: That's the worst. We, That's
1: the worst in the country. It's I the think. longest eight miles, I think, ever. Uh, right? An hour and a half going, two hours coming back. So I hated that. Um, And I saw that all these cats were driving Mercedes-Benz, Going on these lavish trips, right? And and I was like, I, I, I think I want some of that. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with my mom. I said, um, I said, Mom, I think I'm gonna do this. And she's like, Are you crazy? That's commission only. Right. <laughs> you know, you got a you got yeah. a good job, right? Yeah. And and I was like, Mom, come on! I, I need your blessing. I need you. I, I need you to say it's okay, right? And. Uh, So she said, okay, if you can get paid in 30 days, I'll give you my blessing. I'll say, okay. Wow. I don't know how much you know about real estate, but usually it's a 30-day escrow. Right. Well, were you licensed at that point? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, uh, But don't tell anybody that's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was the assistant. To the assistant, right? Uh, but my job was to be the bring them in guy, right? So I would have conversations with people. And at the time, people were doing refinances because their property uh, were skyrocketing, right? Interest rates were low. So you can pay off all your credit card bet, uh, debt. You know, you can remodel your kitchen and and still have a lower monthly mortgage payment mm-hmm. than the one you had before. Because you were going from an 8% interest rate down to a 5%. A right. Uh, so... So anyhow, without getting too deep into that, uh, I got paid on day 33, three, right? Three days after. Three days after, baby. And I remember cashing a check for like $11,000. Nice. And, and I came home from, from my, because my, I was still working at, at, right. at Versace. I, I, I came home and I, and I cashed it, right? So I had all these hundreds and 50s. And some 20 sprinkled in there. <laughs> so it could look like a big, fat stack, right? <laughs> no ones? No, no, no ones. No ones. And, and, and I remember uh, uh, calling my mom up and just feeling so proud and so happy. My mom had probably never seen that much money before in her life. Right. And, uh, and I remember laying down on the bed. I'm like, this is what your son did, you know? Uh-huh. Like, now do you approve, you know? Yeah. He's like, all right, mijo, go, go get it. him. Go get him. <laughs> Brother, let me tell you, that was a fun ride. It was. Um, uh, so that
0: was 01. Uh,
1: it was 02. 02. It was, it was 02. My buddy got into it 01. I got in, in 02. And 02 was a lot of learning, right? And then 03 is when I was running. Mm. And then four, five, six. And five, I started my own company. Six, seven. Uh, 08. Somebody turned off the lights. Everything crashed. Everything crashed. And it was, it was devastating, brother. When I tell you that, that the kid from Pacoima that had nothing, I mean, on birthdays, it was Bobo's. You know, we got some fries. We got a burger. Yeah, that was, that bo- was, Bobo's
0: is still jamming though. <laughs> <laughs> that burger is still not.
1: Nice. Is it? <laughs> it's, still, it's still good. Uh, and and then to go from that to feeling like I'm bulletproof. Right. You know, I mean Ruth I, Chris. I mean that yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing but the best, right. biggest house on the block, S fifty five Mercedes, you know, and and just feeling like nothing can stop me. Mm. Right? And then all of a sudden You feel untouchable. Yeah. 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 Yeah and and sin is all around you brother like you know well, you're having a real good time brother i was uh i was going to las vegas maybe once a month spending 20 30000 on a weekend like oh, it nice. wasn't nothing presidential <laughs> suite all that stuff uh right. and um i didn't know any better right, you know right,
0: right, right you got you got money and it's like hey spend let's, it let's, let's live it up yeah
1: as much as what's coming in it's that coming much out. what's coming out cuz you never think it's going to end. You you right. always think it's going to get bigger and better. And and then they turned off the lights. And and you try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and and then you trick yourself into saying, "Well, it's not going to affect me." Mm. Right? You trick yourself into saying, "Well, I'm just going to look for A paper now." Right? Um People with good credit, people with down payments, you know, Uh, because really what was shut off was all all the bad loans, you know, all the negative amortizations or the or the zero down loans or the no job verification loans. You know, all the craziness that shouldn't have have happened in the first place. In the first place. Right. It was irresponsible lending. That was going on. And the banks were the the culprits, you know, the banks were the ones that were funding these loans Companies like Countrywide, um, World Savings, uh, you know, all these big banks that have been around for 50, 60, even 100 years,
0: bankrupt, gone. gone. You know what? I used to work at UPS in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I was like 17, 18. And we had to build a special thing, a special, like, um, just like a, like a ramp or a hub just for all the country ride, Countrywide boxes, all the loans that they were processing. And I used to do that one particular drop, just countrywide in the Simi Valley mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back back then. So leading up to the crash,
1: they were—I mean, they were. Oh man, we were, were selling rolling. like like hotcakes, dude. I mean, I, I mean, at any given time, I think uh, I would, whenever I'd go train somebody new, right? I—I uh, just bring them with me, pull up to any neighborhood, and start knocking on doors and start talking about about refinancing and and doing all this and doing all that. And uh, I would come home with maybe three, four files a night, you know, and, and, you know, that's, that was probably, you know, 20, $25,000 a day, you know? And, 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 you know, some people were, were doing, were doing that every day. It was, it was, it was just insane. uh, The amount of business that was going on back then, and then uh, back to the original question. I know I'm dancing around it. I'm <laughs> dancing around the, the, the faith question. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so fast forward. Uh, God is always there. God is always there. And unfortunately, when, when we're in sin, even though he's there, he can't really help us, right? Uh, we have uh, free will. Right. Mm-hmm. So we we if we God gives it, he, he's always going to give us the out. Right. You can always choose the right path. Uh, but when you're when you're uh, uh, feeling like you're bulletproof and and it, it's all me. I remember my dad, uh, he told me he told me, son, invest in other businesses. Let's do something else with it. Yeah. You know, what I told him. No, I'm good. I said, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I oh, built yeah. this. <laughs> and not only are we, are we, we're going to grow this. We're going to be a bank. You know, we're going to. Cause it, you were running your own office. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, experience was telling him this is cycles, mm. right? This, this isn't. And he, and I remember he told me, and my dad's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And it's his level of education is second grade. Wow. Um, I remember him telling me, there's no logic. This, there's. How can you put somebody in a $500,000 home making $10 an hour? It doesn't make it doesn't, sense. Right. It doesn't fit. And the way we were doing it, right, is you have your tia, your cousin, your uncle renting out a room, and it's all good. But what happens when life happens right. and... Fights and people move out, and you get stuck holding the bag, for closures. So that's, that's the whole crisis, the whole economic collapse, um, came from that, right? And I don't know if um, if if you remember, but back then, in order to uh, have a three bedroom, two bathroom house, prices were like five hundred thousand, right? A regular old little house, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mortgage payment on that was probably somewhere in the in the three thousand. A month range you could rent that same house for 1200 bucks mm. so it was easy to hit the eject button say forget this I'm out I can't do this anymore especially if you didn't put any money down right I just walk away you didn't have any skin in the game I'm out I'm gonna go rent and people ask me today Clemente when are the houses gonna go down that's when I want to buy right And I tell him, brother, if I had a crystal ball and I I said, anybody that tells you with any certainty one way or another is lying to you, get away from them. But what I can tell you is that my experience tells me that we're not doing those bad loans anymore, by the way. Right. Anybody that buys a house right now, you have to have good credit. You have to have good income. You have to have a good down payment. Right. All that is legitimate. That's how it should be. Right. Right. But if you think about it, the rents are super high. That same three-bedroom, two-bath house now might cost you twenty-seven hundred bucks to rent, twenty-eight hundred bucks to rent, right? So you can't hit that eject button anymore. So, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So you don't you don't think there'll be another another bubble? I don't believe so. Um, I mean, unless. We have a catastrophic earthquake, right? Where everybody's trying to run out of uh, California. You know, maybe that and I say maybe because we're still gonna have eighty five degree weather in December. So yeah. <laughs> that's why people come out to Southern California. Yeah. That's why people pay six, seven hundred thousand uh for a house in in, in Southern California. Yeah. But uh but anyhow, uh I think we're gonna have to go on another, uh, on another, on another show, brother. Part, part two, yeah, part two, <laughs> to talk about the whole uh, faith and, and and religion part. Because uh, I got I I got something that's gonna blow people's mind away, brother. I got I got real life testimony of seeing, hearing, feeling God's presence. Hmm that not too many people get to experience. And I want to share that. I want to share that with the world. That's, that's one of my missions in life is to help as many people as I possibly can. Wow. Come, come, come and get to know God. That's amazing. That's,
0: um, can you believe we've already been talking almost an hour? (laughs) I'm telling you, you have even, you have even. this you have this
1: thing that that allows people just to just to vent. So, yeah, that is crazy. Well, I mean, we're at
0: 49 minutes, so we're definitely gonna have to do a part two because we'll wind this one down. But um, so you're you're so you went through '08, everything crashed. What happened after that? Because you're you're back in the real estate game now. I'm and you're, back, baby. You're killing it.
1: Yeah cuz
0: you 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 came back what year? Uh a little over 2 years ago. Wow. It hasn't even been that long. So you were out long.
1: for that long. I was out almost
0: 10 years. Like 7 8 years?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and here's the deal is that uh, a lot of people think oh I, I passed my real estate exam, I'm going to be rich. Wrong. You got to put in work. You got to put in major work. serious I mean, work. 80 90 100 hours a week. Wow. Easy. Yeah. But brother,
0: people don't realize that. No, no. Like no. when they see the agents rolling in the new Tesla. <laughs> 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 Beautiful car by the way. I want to go I want to go for a ride. Uh, we will go. We'll go right now. But yeah, it's amazing. People don't understand the countless hours and follow-up and phone calls and rejection rejections and submitting paperwork and redoing paperwork and everything that goes along with it.
1: Here's the worst. You you want to hear the worst? The worst. I mean, I love, I, I love the business. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to come across as negative, but think about this, right? You've been spending time with a family, sharing emotions, sharing thoughts for, for months. Months. Yeah. Looking at property, uh, you know, uh, putting in offers, all this stuff, and then next thing you know, they ghost you. Wow. Right. Yeah. What what happened? Did I do something wrong? And then you see on their on their on their they on their Facebook that they bought a house with somebody else. And, uh, people don't see that part, right? Oh, man. People don't see that part. Uh, so uh, I think for me, and and I've been super blessed because the uh, for seven years after uh, the market crashed, I had a payroll business. Mm. So I got to know a lot of business owners. I did a lot of door to door you talk about a tough gig? I mean, yeah I was knocking on 50 60 doors a day and small businesses ninety nine percent of them were saying, nope, nope, get out of here, right uh, But I had tremendous success in that as well. and I think it had to do one with the work ethic, but two with what my mother and my father both instilled me instilled it in me uh, as as a youth and that was you got to n- don't treat people the way they treat you right mm. that's that's like the old school way of thinking right. treat people the way you would want to be treated and that's been i think that's the golden rule uh, uh but that has just opened up way more doors than i ever deserved uh, because I think people unfortunately they 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 lose sight of that, they lose sight of being in the moment. I mean, we talked about uh being on cell phones and how that's right. that that's uh you know building a wall between people. Uh, but I think there's an art to listening and to really getting to know people and hearing Absolutely. hearing their, their stories. And making them feel important because we are. Everybody's important, right? Everybody has a story. And I think that's what's helped me in my career from the time that I was 21 years old, not knowing what I was doing, being selfish, thinking it was all all me, to now. To genuinely wanting to help people. Now I'm the most selfless cat out there. Now I understand that it's God's will all the time. Every conversation that I have, I ask God to be with me and to allow the Holy Spirit to 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 uh, to to not only lead me, but to speak for me. Right. And that and that removes all the stress. Am I going to get this deal or not? Right. Are they going to buy from me or not? No. God just has me doing that right now. But my purpose is not to sell homes. My purpose is to help connect with as many people as possible. Right. Share what God's been able to do in in my life. Listen to whatever their specific needs might be and try to figure out a solution for them.
0: Wow. So you're a real like legit. You're a a minister. You're a servant. You want to serve the people, brother? (laughs) No, it's it's.
1: It's you are it's already there, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, um and, and I'll share with you in part you just, two. Yeah, just, yeah. Part, you just, two's part two's coming. Yeah, yeah everybody's gonna want to listen to part two. <laughs> if, if you enjoyed this conversation, part two is gonna blow your mind. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's already there, brother. We're gonna pack stadiums, 20, 30,000 people, and we're just gonna share the 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 word. We're gonna we're gonna impact so many lives, brother. I feel it in my heart, and not only that. We're doing something about it. We're we're, we're putting out the word. This, this is day one. This is the, the first block, right? But I've shared this with you before. You know, um, we need, see, God gave us gifts, right? And I feel my gift is very similar to your gift. And that's connect with people, share with people. So what better way to serve than to serve to the masses and use this platform of podcast, of of uh instagram of, of facebook to share god's good word mm.
0: yeah I, I you you were doing uh some videos on your facebook page too that was uh really really good just inspiring just motivational um just good stuff like you were put out i don't know where you like they're almost like you're recording them you were using i don't know somebody was helping you record or something and you're putting out some good stuff
1: <laughs> 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 it's Practice makes better, right yeah. you, You've heard practice makes perfect. Uh, so I think it's it's all been planted in, in my heart you know and, and and I get that a lot. Thank you for that. I get I get friends and saying, hey, you're a natural dude you you should be on the radio and all this stuff. It's like, no bro, I've been practicing forever. you know it, it took a lot of cuts to, to, to get to <laughs> that specific uh, to, to get to that specific uh, 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 message. but uh, I'm not a big reader. Brother, uh, I, I, uh, I, I would love to be a big reader, uh, but my uh, dyslexia, right, the, mm-hmm. the words start start jumping around, uh, the letters start jumping around uh, uh, once I you know get maybe 20, 30 minutes into a, a, a book. Uh, so I do a lot of audios. Mm. Uh, I do tons of it and self-improvement and, and, and anything and anything that you can think of, uh, you know, and, and I think that's been able to help me with my gift, flourish that gift and, and be able to put it in my words and get it out to where people can relate.
0: Awesome. So where, where can, uh, where can the listeners find you? You, you're on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. So like, so if somebody, somebody listening, they want to buy a house or they don't know what to do. What are the first steps? Like, what do I do? First step is I would say, call my boy Clemente. Oh, I like right? that. I Just like that. <laughs> step one, get in touch with Clemente. He'll, talk to you find out what you want or you know what you're looking for what your needs and i mean obviously just by just this podcast i mean you could tell clemente is going to help you he's not interested in in how you know whatever it just it's it's how can i help you right what do you need what do you want and um let me do what i do and so 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 well, thank what you can for that. Reach you so you want to uh, yeah, you yeah, put your I, cell phone number out there, or what I, do you I didn't do? realize that I was going to
1: get a commercial, but, <laughs> I, but no, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, www.realestatebyclemente.com. Real estate by is is my website. Uh, uh, you can find me on Facebook. You know, just Clemente, Clemente. de la Torre.
0: And uh, they can catch you on TV on some reruns of a certain
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So I was recently on Family Feud, stunk it up, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but... goo- <laughs> okay, let me tell you something, because
0: my wife loves Family Feud. She watches Family Feud almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And we watched. I'm like, dude, we're gonna watch this. We're gonna record my boy Clemente's on there. It's gonna be amazing. And you guys laid a a big zero. A goose egg. <laughs> a goose egg. A donut.
1: <laughs> But you know what? And your brother
0: became a meme.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my brother, bless his heart. Uh he uh he, he took it well, but uh but he was the butt of the joke and yeah. uh and uh, he was uh, I think he answered. You know what? From my couch, I was I killed it killing it. it. Kill yeah. it. Every answer, boom, boom, boom. boom, boom. boom. When the when lights are on, the cameras lights, are rolling. Camera, it, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's tough it's t- <laughs> so my brother got stuck a couple of times and his answer was uh steve uh uh uh, uh. <laughs> let me see steve i'm going to go with uh uh, uh and <laughs> uh, and steve just laid into him and said robert i guarantee you that uh is not going to be up there oh man uh, uh. so i i think i think we all felt for 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 rob right there my my, my kid brother uh but he he took it like a champ yeah. and uh and I think uh, we're all better people for that that's cool and then uh and then the below deck show I don't know if I oh that was you did that before right I did that a couple of years ago one of my buddies uh, Daniel Penley uh super super cool guy uh one of those uh motivational speakers that just travels all around the world he uh he got casted to go on this amazing yacht to Italy and he invited my wife and I we had a fantastic time I think it's season eight uh show like twelve or thirteen or both of uh below deck mediterranean so wow cool yeah check we that didn't out. even
0: talk about the business networking alliance that you helped found fire you yeah. want,
1: you wanna talk about
0: no, I mean we'll say that for part two but that's <laughs> that's how I how I met you so yeah, I'm glad I was is. able to connect with you and yeah
1: here we are man BNA Business Network Alliance it's a group of individuals, business owners. We get together. We every other week, coffee, uh, break bread a little bit, uh, share each other's stories, and help each other out. I have a client who needs your services. You have a client who needs my services. All right. Let's go. Awesome, Clemente. Thanks
0: so much for coming through in the uh, matrix here, the back house, the the trap house, the turtle trap. house. Turtle
1: turtle trap house.
0: <laughs> you know what? That's my daughter's. We gotta we gotta figure that out. If we're gonna roll with that, let's roll with it. I gotta I gotta know what. <laughs> what are we trapping back here? What's going on? <laughs> so, um, thank you so much. Part two definitely gonna. We gotta do sit down and do thank this. Thank you,
1: brother. I had a blast. Uh, you know, I think that you're doing some really, really special things out here. With uh, hopefully uh, the listeners can can uh, support and and share with their with their friends and family members uh, because there's a uh, there's a lot of good people out there that have uh, interesting stories and hopefully we can inspire one or two people absolutely all right thanks for coming thanks for coming by thanks for listening
0: and we'll catch you guys on the next one God bless
1: still theiad is dead Ody see us overfound God within me started searching for jehovah what you searching for where you focus at. If it's happiness, no one can give you that. It flows from within. It knows all your sins. You can never win being envious of other men. Covetousness is such a sin. Wanting what other people have has become a trend. But don't bow down to the dollar bill, y'all. Commercial consumerism is trying to kill y'all. I'm trying to heal y'all.